done. Here come the test results. You are a horrible person. I'm serious, that's what it says. A horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. Welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Rhonda Oglesby. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Broom, while Regina's taking some much-needed time off. Ryan, thanks for jumping in. This week, our guest is gamer Nicole Hazen. And Rhonda and I will wrap up in how we've been geeking out this week. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing gamer Nicole Hazen. Actually, Game On Girl is a fan of Nicole. She, on her own, joined the Game On Girl team during Extra Life and helped raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's awesome. So glad to so glad to talk to you in person again. I met Nicole <laughs> in person, uh, which there are very few of the people that uh, we intermingle with with on Game On Girl. We all meet everybody online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we talked uh, on Twitter, then uh, met at, at DragonCon. Yeah, surprisingly, I threw all of that <laughs> that craziness that trying to figure out where we were. I <laughs> know. <laughs> well, um, it's amazing we did. I mean, you know, 40,000 people, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. So how many years had you been to DragonCon? Um, I believe that was our seventh. Okay. There was one that we, um, one that we skipped in there. But um, they were usually, I mean, they were almost all consecutive. There was one yeah. that we skipped. Yeah, cool. Well, I know you a little bit, but our listeners don't. Um, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Um, I work in development, just like you, uh, yep. QA. I do, uh, I do some art uh, on the oh, side. Nice. Uh, mostly uh, comic book type of characters, but I will do some uh, paintings. Uh, like right now, I'm doing a painting for a friend of mine uh, for Dark Souls. He's a huge Dark Souls fan, and he had a picture that he he wanted to do. So, um, thankfully, we now have you know iPads, so I don't have yeah. to bust out a oil and canvas. At first, that's what I thought he wanted, and then he was like, "No, you could, you could do it digital." And so, I'm gonna try and have it printed. So I do a little bit of that. I did do uh, a long time ago, back in the day, because I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I did some freelance inking for Marvel oh, uh, for cool. a very very short time, and yeah, every don't don't be jealous of anybody because that's a that it's a horrible business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you know it, I I know some people still who are who are in it, and it's just it is so doggy dog. It reminds yeah. me of Hollywood that yeah. way. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm 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 even more intrigued than I was before. Now <laughs> I'm going to be easily sidetracked when you start talking about art. You mentioned uh, you're doing your art on the iPad. Is there a specific software you're using for that? Yeah. Um, Procreate. Uh, the the app Procreate is fantastic. It's um, I enjoy it, and amazingly enough, because I used to be um, one of my uh, past lives. I was a Photoshop technician. And um, so Photoshop has always been my baby, but uh, Procreate is, it's amazing the stuff that you can do on there. It has the ability for the layers, just like uh, Photoshop history. Um, you know, you can, you can get, uh, you, you do pay for it. And then anything extra that you want to add on, um, like if you want some more brushes, it's like 99 cents or something like that. Hmm. It's nothing crazy. Like it, you know, Photoshop's like $500 and this thing yeah. I, if you wanted to buy the whole kit and caboodle I think it cost me 20 bucks wow and you yeah, use so uh, that, are you using like a like a stylist or just your finger when you do it um f I use three different stylus stylus styluses styli <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know how you I don't know what the plural is of that um I use um this uh one called nomad brush which is uh it what it sounds like it is uh two ends one is the more of a longer bushy type of paintbrush and the uh, other end is a, a really short um sharper type of brush where you could do you know more fine lines than the other one would be you know more of a, a broader type of brush um which you wouldn't think at first that a, a tablet would be able to pick up well but it's it's amazing I, I was blown away, and that was the first one that I got. And then I got um, the Wacom, which I'm sure you mm -hmm. guys are familiar with. They have one called Bamboo. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one is more of like what you typically 
see, which has the rounded uh, yeah. bottoms, the rubber rounded bottoms. Um, that one's pretty good. I use that for pretty much just a quick type of sketching thing. Um, and then anything that I use for comic book um, stuff where I need to do really, really fine uh, um, detail and lines, uh, uh, a jaunt it. Um, I think I'm saying that right. It's called a jot. Uh, and it is the kind that has, um, if you've seen them, they're, they have little small discs uh, on the end hmm. of them, like plastic discs. And it they uh, rotate, you know, like 360 degrees, oh. rotate the thing all around. And I, again, that one totally was surprised how, you know, perfectly it follows, you know, where exactly I'm touching and, and stuff like that. It's it's really really cool. If you guys, if you if you're interested, I can send you um, some stuff that I I've done with the especially with that last one. Oh, I'd um, love that. Yeah. I have a picture. Um, I I haven't finished him yet, but I'll send it to you. It's a gambit. Oh, that okay. I, that I was I was doing. It's just a black and white. You know, just sketching them out. Um, but you're doing this all on your iPad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you do you not feel limited by the size? I do, and I don't. Which doesn't make any sense <laughs> but the uh it's kind of weird that that procreate app just you know i mean even though it's such a small space you still have the ability because you can whatever the opposite of pinches <laughs> to oh, okay. pull out you know, yeah and, and you can zoom in just like you know with a typical like photoshop oh, or, or illustrator yeah i it's if you if you love doing art you have to get procreate you will love it. Another one that's really good um, uh, is uh, paper. Um, it's that, I think that's it's just called paper, and mm-hmm. it yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah, it's paper. Yeah, the, uh, that one you can also get extra. Um, I think it's the original one is free. Like the first, you, the app is free, and then all the extra stuff uh, again is like ninety nine cents or whatever for the extra stuff. But that one is pretty much like having a moleskin blank. Oh you my know, goodness! On yeah, on your on your or your tablet. And uh, I have done that one I use if I'm doing any kind of like the Chinese um, or Asian type uh, painting. Uh-huh. The watercolors in it are fantastic. Well, I'll be. Well, yeah, Nate, 53 I, just put out a, their own stylist, the pencil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which yes. is pretty On cool my wish list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I could just talk about this all day. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. Okay, you, Nicole and I are going to have to discuss some of this stuff all, offline because I've got to know about some of this. Okay. But you have to tell me about your gaming history, though. You want me to just start from, like, where I – just anywhere? Um, yeah, you can start anywhere, as early as you want. About, about how early did you start gaming? I want to say probably about four because I remember being pretty small and fighting with my older brother for the – we had a 2600 – uh-huh. And, you know, of course, I it, no hand-eye coordination, really. I just want I just like this, just, and, uh-huh. and the one that we had, he had messed it up, so it made this really cool clicking sound when you, <laughs> when you turned it. So, yeah, I liked that. The very first, like, really fond memory I have is when we got a Nintendo, uh, an NES, um, we got the one that had the robot, which I forget his name right now. But do you, do you, do you know? No, what I know what about? you're talking about because I think the um, the last time that we went, the gamer we talked to, Palace, yeah, she mentioned it, and Regina and I had never heard of it. Yeah, I it was think called his name Rob. was Rob. Yep. Yeah, Rob. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You this thing, it, it had two. Um, Ryan might know what they're called. They, it, they were. I don't know if they were like little like uh platforms or something that were with it but it 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 came with this top like a spinning top and so you would take the controller on this one game called gyromite and you had to take the robot and tell him to you would put this the top inside this the thing that he's sitting in and it would spin it and so you had to use your controller to turn around, turn him around. He would pick up the spinning top, turn back around, and then drop it, I think, on one of the two platforms, which corresponded to either a red or blue bar or <gasps> pipe-looking thing on, on the game. This is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> and when it would drop it, you know, like you would drop it on the red one, and it would drop a red one if that's the color that you needed to move so that you could move the little man through the level. And so 
we had that, you know, and it was great and all for like the first five minutes. And then <laughs> my brother, my younger brother and I got frustrated with it. And so we figured out, hey, if you plug in the second player controller, the second player controls the bars going up and down. And the first player controls the man. And I would squish him <laughs> all the time. I'm like, hey, I'll play. He's four years younger than me. So I was like, hey, I'll play the the, the bars if you want to play the guy. Okay. And as soon as he would go up to it, I would let go of the button and he'd squish him. And he'd get so mad. <laughs> well, um, what type of games do you tend to gravitate towards? I am really story story driven type of that if it's, a, if it's got a cool story i those are my those are my games I, I i mean i'll play you know shooters and stuff like titanfall i'm really 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 looking forward to titanfall and it doesn't really they try to like fit in some story and some loading screens there and you're <laughs> kind of like hey i want some more no you can't play that you know just go kill you know that's pretty much <laughs> yeah but um yeah the the, the storyline type of games like shock that's my favorite series of all time Uncharted would be second. I just oh. love that stuff. Yeah, Uncharted's an amazing series. Yeah, I ended up getting his um, the Latin that's on his ring. I have tattooed around my right ankle. Ah, oh, cool. Very cool. Um, so you tend to gravitate towards story. Do you like a game where you can build an avatar? I do. Um, it doesn't ha- like I don't have to. Uh, it, it's funny. I was talking to my sister today about you know doing this tonight and looking at the questions I sent them to her and she was like you know now that I think about it reading these we haven't really played anything that you build an avatar in in a long time (laughs) yeah because she's from she played WoW forever and Uh I was uh, EverQuest I played WoW for a little bit but EverQuest that's that's my baby I loved that played it for like 10 years and I don't you know I think like um what's the Skyrim uh-huh. Uh probably would be the last game that I played where I had to create something at least in that type of detail. Yeah. So do you tend to just go for the default or do you actually do you kind of if the if the option is there do you enjoy creating the avatar? I do, especially if they have races that are non-human. I am total yeah, if uh, lizards yeah, I, if if there is a lizard race in there, I'm playing that. That's where the my Twitter Yabo Ixar that the Ixar was the very first lizard um, race I ever played in Everest, and totally fell in love with them. So now, if there's a lizard type in anything, that's I go directly for that. I try to get as non-human as possible. Well, why do you think you make that choice? I think because, you know. Hey, I'm human. I already know. I already know what it feels mm-hmm. like to be human. Yeah. You know, how cool would it be to, uh, it, it, like in their case, be able to, you know, they the way the, the animation is, they swim like alligators, all slithery, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, breathe underwater, uh, you know, be like tough, you know, scales type. I think it's, you know, probably with the my comic book love, it, it's the whole, I want to have superpowers and this is it. This is what you can do. You know, I can completely completely be something else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So since you like comic books and, you know, the art style of comic books, do you enjoy, like, Telltale's games uh, like The Walking Dead? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. They did a fantastic job with that entire thing. I I wasn't expecting uh, to, to enjoy it. As, as much as I did, especially since I, I've never played anything that was, it's a, it, it borders on almost not really being a game and mm-hmm. more of a just, you know, kind of like, it reminds me of those, you know, choose your own adventure books we used to have uh, when I was growing up that everybody always, <laughs> always wanted. Yeah. They, you know, you don't really, I mean, you do move the character around. It's pretty much just to get to the next, you know, choice that you have to make. There's really no fighting. You know, you you don't really have to do anything that's your typical, what someone would think of as a game type of thing. But, oh, my, that story, they just, you know, I, I loved it that they did not hold back. That was mm, the, yeah. that was my favorite. And, and uh, it, I mean, you had to do some horrible, horrible things, but I mean, that's, you know, that was, that's the walking dead, uh, you know, from, from, at least from the comics that I've never seen the TV show, but the, uh, um, it actually made me go out and, um, I bought like the big compendium, 
uh, to to reread back through them. And I did buy the the TV show. I just haven't started it yet just to see what the big, you know, I was like, okay, and now I'm all walking dead, you know, <laughs> fangirling out and I, I can't get enough. So I want to go and do all this. So yeah. It, um, well, and then how of course, far are you in the uh, comics? I am. Oh boy. The, um, compendium wise, I would say I'm a, probably about 150 pages in maybe. Okay. Something like that. I just got it. So, um, I was, I, I'm really bad with with books. I get bored um, easily. Not that it's the the book's fault. It's just me. Yeah. So I tend to read like eight things at one time. I just you know <laughs> just go to the next, and so I'll, I I got to a place where I was like, okay, you know, I've gorged on this. <laughs> yeah. Put it down, and then you know I'll read something else, and then switch back. Like I I read um Bill Simone's um, or I I'm probably saying her name wrong, but the Tomb Raider uh, came out today. Tomb Raider number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fantastic. Everybody should pick it up. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. I was hesitant about getting it, so maybe I'll, I'll get it. I just recently canceled the subscription I had for The Walking Dead because they've been hammering on the exact same plot line for, for like two months now, and I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know why I keep buying this. I can just reread the last one, and they're just not going anywhere, and, and so I think I've, I've got... I've got all the issues up until now, and I'm just like, okay, it's time to do something else. But. Yeah, you're not the first person I've heard who said that about the, the newest ones. Yeah, I don't know whether or not that I, – I can't believe they're out of ideas. I just thought maybe they were trying to build up to something really, really big, and I think they may be spending a little too much time on relationships or something, but I don't, I'm not even getting that out of it, so I don't know. But um, I do have to finish The Walking Dead game, though. I got – I. It was frustrating. I, I got to a point where I had to make a decision, and because of the controls I'm playing on the PC, I didn't get to make the decision I wanted. That's the only thing that frustrates me about story-driven games. Yeah, yeah. Is when it doesn't go down the kind of path that I want. Totally, like, QA geeking out, but did you... Um on the PC, I've I have I played it on, <laughs> I played it on my Vita, the PC, and the P, the PS3. Uh-huh. Um, on the PC one, does yours? I'm, are you playing it from Steam? Yes. Uh, did you have the issue where it would um like it would give you the options, but it wasn't doing it um where you knew which button to press? Exactly. Sometime. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. That, I had that same that same problem yeah i I, i'm not sure whether i don't know which platform it was developed for first but um yeah that was a little frustrating but i've heard so many great things about the story um i want to finish it but you said something very interesting about how it's almost not a game did you play gone home i did not i have it but i haven't gotten to it yet i everybody you guys um uh, and then you know the I've, other people that I've I've spoken to everybody is you know just gaga over the gone home so I'm like okay I gotta I gotta check this thing out and I just I have, I have so many games in my queue <laughs> that are sitting there. I'll be really interested to hear whether or not you like it. I I when I finished the game I was kind of pissed because I really don't think it's a game. Yeah, um, that's what I've I've heard that. Uh, it, it seems like there it's like a almost a fifty fifty. You either. Yes. Really, really, really loved it yes. and thought that it was like, you know, the the best thing since sliced bread or what the hell was this? You know, that- <laughs> it's definitely a, a, I think it's a great example um, for a discussion about what is a game. I think that's a, a, a really good example. And, and, and we might have that discussion sometime. Yeah. Did you did you play the Stanley parable? No, Th- that one is um, I mean, you you he walks around and like again you make you make choices but um i have a feeling that uh from uh, from the discussions that i've heard about gone home that the um the stanley parable i think fits into that also it, i mean it's it, it's great it's cuz it's hilarious i mean i was like crying i was laughing so hard with like the first 20 minutes and my husband we our office we can't see each other where our desks are and so he like peeks over his monitor and he's like what are you playing cuz i was <laughs> laughing so hard I'm like i i can't and you can't 
explain anything about the game to somebody because it gives the whole thing away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, it's definitely worth the time to check it out, though. But I think it fits uh, in with that whole, is it a game? Is it not a game? You know, when, where, where do you draw the line if you just kind of are picking mm-hmm. or playing multiple choice? Exactly. Well, you mentioned Bioshock and um, that it ranks pretty high up there on your list. The, I've heard a lot of different things as far as what a great story the, the Bioshock franchise has. What did you think of the, la- the latest issue? Uh, you mean Infinite? Yes. Bioshock. Oh, I loved it. Oh, okay. I did. I loved everything about it. <laughs> What's so great about, this, uh, about that particular story? I think... F- Especially for this one, since you, um, in previous Bioshocks, it was, this one was still first person, but you were actually playing someone. It wasn't, um, you know, you inside a big daddy suit, like in two, or um, just you, this person who happens to crash right near Rapture, and you don't, you know, you're just kind of running around doing what somebody is telling you to do. Um, You get to... I mean the 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 voice acting um mixed with the story it just it was so emotional at mm. times there were just you know pieces. I I liked I liked having people there instead of it just being me who's running around doing you know not to I mean you know BioShock was the one that did you know that's it all yeah, for me yeah. you know? but the the way that they you know switched everything up and and did infinite that way instead of making it you uh, especially with elizabeth uh, they did just a fantastic job with elizabeth I and mean, she was awesome so does it just it, it, the idea that you're able to get that much more immersed in the story being that much more part of it and having relationships and stuff yeah i i think so i think okay. the, the way that they the way that they did booker who is the the person that you're playing and um, you know, Troy Baker's, uh, the way he did him and just, you know, the writing for him, you felt such a connection to Elizabeth through Booker. Like, you know, I mean, there were so many times I, I've, I have, when I was playing through it, I, I was constantly, I was talking to the television, like, you know, <laughs> come on girl, stop looking at Cause they, I, they did such a great job with her, with her AI, that, you know, they tell you right out there. I mean, they've written like huge letters right off the bat when you, you know, uh, first meet up with her. You do not take care of Elizabeth. Elizabeth takes care of herself. And, you know, because at first I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be another one of those. You're going to have to walk around with somebody, escort, escort mission type of things. And I'm going to have to make sure she's, no, she helped me. <laughs> I no. didn't help her. And they made it where she was like another person because you'd be doing your thing and turn around and she's not there. She's off doing what, you know, somebody who's been locked in a tower her entire life would do. She's looking around. She's walking off. You know, she's checking things out. And just, you know, I sit there and let her go off and do her thing. And they would start having little side conversations that if you hadn't had let her do her thing, you would totally miss it. Wow. Yeah. I just, the level of detail in, in it was just amazing to me. And the one thing, and I'll shut up the one (laughs) that was, um, the most emotional part that I thought was great was there's a, a part in the game where you're in a place that is, um, for lack of a better term, it's like a shanty town uh-huh. type of thing, and you know, with children, and it's just horrible. And you don't even have to go down into this area, but I just happened to walk over in a corner, and she's looking around at something, and she goes, "Hmm," and she walks down these stairs. So I followed her down there, and there's a little boy that's underneath um, another set of like broken up stairs, and so she is um, like interacting little boy and I turn around and there's a guitar next to a chair and so when I walked up to it it came up with the little action button Hmm. to pick up the guitar so I did and it is actually um Troy Baker and I I forget the 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 uh, woman's name who did um Elizabeth it's actually both of them him really playing the guitar playing 
the circle be unbroken and she sings is giving the little boy an apple huh yeah and i mean has nothing to do with the story you don't have to do it in order to go any further yeah yeah blew me away that's quite a touch it, yeah, you know, a lot of thought went into that. So, do you uh, are you feeling pretty positive about the future of games with as many that are coming out that are very story driven? I am because I it seems like well, I'm hoping that they don't all then become like you know like a cliche type of thing to themselves because you know it's almost like a typecasting mm-hmm. type of thing. Oh, okay, this is what you know everybody loves these types now. So now let's just generate a bunch of these. Right. You know, and I, I I hope that they stop and, you know, put as much, you know, thought into, you know, every little type of step that the gamer is going to make instead of just a, you know, well, put in some some uh, little details between A and B and that'll pretty much do it. You know, I like the uh, another one would be The Last of Us for me. That was. <laughs> yeah, that game was that amazing. Was, I, I, that was the toughest game I think I've ever played in my entire life. I had to quit a few times because I was crying. Oh, wow. Yeah. So (laughs) tough not as far as accomplishing the functions. Oh, no, no. Just the the story and what you have to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a moving one. I've heard great things about it. I tried to I tried to play it back during Christmas. A friend of mine got it, and I was just I was kind of frustrated because I'm I'm used to the very rote, you know, teaching you how to play the game. You shoot here, you jump here, and stuff like this. And that that game was constantly changing. There was not a, a continuous mode of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they were building relationships and story along the way, and so it was a, it was a little frustrating for me. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah. could, it's funny you say that because a friend of mine who he plays everything on the highest, like the, the most difficult level okay. right off of the bat, you know, yeah. um, he, I go into easy. I just want story. You know, yeah. I don't want to have to deal with it. But he um, we us were so anticipating this game. And here I am halfway through it. And I'm absolutely loving it. And then he sends me a text one day and he's like, I can't damn this game you know and it was all because he's of the you know the switching he's like i i get into one area and i'm able to get past like the clickers uh-huh. and, you know Keep doing one thing yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah every time i i'm like it's this predator-ish like get away from me type of thing yeah my husband would start clicking at me when we were <laughs> <laughs> playing it like stop it it's hilarious but yeah he had the same same type of reaction yeah. and then like a few more days he he texts me again and he's like i can't believe i'm saying this but i stuck with it and holy cow this game is phenomenal and i was like yeah it so it, it did you weren't the only you weren't the only one who was like i just did this and it worked see Why that's what working? i keep hearing from people that i'll i'll mention a game that frustrates me and they're like yeah but oh man i was like okay i'll go back <laughs> every time I just did that with Skyrim yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) What happened yet? What did you say? Oh, well, I I started playing Skyrim, you know, when it first came out, you know, because it's such a a gorgeous game and there's a lot of story to it. And it just, I did not connect with the game. So I I didn't get very far into it before I gave up on it. Uh, And I bought it through Steam. So yesterday I re-downloaded it uh, because Mark, our other uh, contributor, talked me into it. He said, just give it a try. We'll help you out. And I had a much better experience with it yesterday, so I'll probably continue playing it. But it's that's a gorgeous game too. Cool. Yeah, that um the uh, Assassin's Creed series. That's that was the one for me that oh, I I swear I I started and restarted the first one like seven times mm. because I you know I had so many people telling me just just trust me just if you just get this far into it, and I just it, it would just make me so mad just. I just the the fighting system was just so yeah. horrible that I couldn't you know it was just, I was just getting so frustrated and then you know true enough I got far enough to where finally you know I was like okay I think I got this down and then you know I did really like the story which is why I just kept trying and then yeah I you know I ended up loving you know two and then I and I loved three four I played an hour on the PS4. Uh, only game I've bought for the PS4. So excited, you know. I got it. I played it for an hour, and I was bored. 
so I haven't hmm. gone back to it <laughs> yet. It's still sitting there. Now, do you uh, play on the Xbox as well? Yeah, if it, we're my husband and I are complete like nuts with the consoles. If the, if it's a console, we have it. So, well, yeah. do you play multiplayer online? Any? Very rarely. Okay. All because of I'm sure what you you know what the typical reason is for female gamers is yeah the I don't like being harassed on any I've had it on I've had it on all of them. So I usually, if I play online, it's usually with people that I know. So that's a that's a choice you made because of experience then? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to break through that with the Titanfall. Because I did play the, the beta, which, you know, I, I there were only a few people that I knew who also had, who were in the beta until, you know, until they opened it up. And um, it was it was fine. I, that was, you know, nobody nobody did anything. Everybody was cool. Um, it seems like though in that game you don't really have to. There isn't a lot of talk like with the. Um, I don't play Call of Duty games. I just started playing Ghost because my husband just happened to get it, and I wanted to see what the what the fuss was about. So I don't. I've never played anything like that multiplayer online, yeah. and you know, and of course I've you know the the back in the kitchen. Uh, website and stuff. I've seen, yeah, <laughs> the horrible, horrible things that go on there and stuff. But I never. The only other experience I've had online um, with people that I don't know would be playing Gears of War um, on the Xbox 360, and um, that one was positive. Good. Uh, it was um, <laughs> like like I'm sure everybody said it was um, Halo that I tried playing. Uh-huh. Uh, that that they were. <laughs> It was just hor- it was horrible, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't, I, I don't need this." Yeah, you know, thirty six old. I don't need to, anybody yelling <laughs> this stuff. You fourteen and you're yelling this stuff. Where's your parent? <laughs> well, I'd much rather hear um, good stories. The the fewer and fewer the bad stories get, that, that just means a, a better world is is happening. So that's pretty. Yeah. Well, did you have a chance to take the gamer type quiz? I did. And what did were your results? I was 85. I made sure to make a note. I was 85% roll. <laughs> That's not a surprise, is no, it? No, <laughs> no. It wasn't a surprise. I had taken it before when at, uh, when I heard your um your panel. Oh, yeah. Uh, at DragonCon. Oh, Con, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, I had taken it there. And, yeah, I, it was, I'm pretty sure it was like the exact same the exact same thing yeah 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 no no surprises and and the only thing that I can't tell um that I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about when you're talking about um abilities that you don't already have um what type of abilities or um any type of special skills do you lean toward do you lean toward magic do you lean toward um super strength what what kind of abilities would you like to give an avatar I'm usually all DPS. I'm okay. really not a mage magic type of, you know, person, which is, you know, intro. I'm a huge Harry Potter nut, but man, I am not playing a mage. I don't like mages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know if it's like just something with the, I don't seem to be able to aim well as a mage, oh. you know, it's just so much easier for me to clunk something over the head with a big sword than for me to try and shoot fire out my hand. I don't know. I just <laughs> that's the best way I've ever heard it explained. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I, yeah. I've never I'm not very good at uh, you know I'm I'm I I can play games 24/7 but man I'm not very good at them. Yeah, ranged <laughs> tunes are are much more technical. Yeah, yeah. My husband he's all he's all mage. He's all over that. A gnome. Yeah, that's me. Has to be a gnome too. <laughs> well, f- before we close out, I've got to ask you, how would you define a gamer? I kept thinking, how in the world am I going to answer this question? <laughs> you know, uh, anybody who, you know, you're having fun playing a game, I would say that you're a gamer. I think way too many times um, in our, you know, our community being, you know, gamer community, we try and just way too many labels for people. I'm a hardcore gamer, I'm a classic gamer, I'm a retro gamer. Ah, yeah. Don't, you, you play what you like, you know? Yeah. Why do you have to you know, stick everybody in their own little, little boxes, you know, everybody has their different, because I know so many people get down on the people who like Farmville and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And where I, that it never, you know, appealed to me personally, but I mean, <laughs> if you're sitting there for hours 
it's a game you're can you know that's a strategy game as far as i know from you know seeing other people play it that's a you're a gamer if you love sitting there playing it yeah that was really well put actually yeah it's a good explanation well, yeah no kidding well, Nicole, we really appreciate you joining us today and talking about gaming. And we'll, we'll have to have you on again, maybe, and talk more about comic books sometime. Oh, yeah, sure. I would love it. This was, I wasn't, I was so nervous, but it was, I loved it. Thank you Good. for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you guys would even ask. Well, this is our wrap segment where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and playing. And Ryan, what have you been watching lately? Well, I just started watching House of Cards Season 2 on Netflix. Uh, It's been a long time coming. Uh, They put the entire season out in one go, so you can just tear right through it. Then you have to wait another year until they put it out again. But uh, House of Cards is an original Netflix series. It has Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright in it. It's a political drama, uh, very edgy. and it's just an amazing show, good storytelling. I really enjoy the the technical aspects of the camera work just because I'm a geek like that. Um, and that's probably what I've been watching the most. You know, a few sitcoms here and there, but uh, not really committed to anything major at the moment. Yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about um, House of Cards, but I just I just don't like political dramas. Oh, man, I was a huge West Wing fan. Oh, God. I mean, that one was definitely funnier than this, this show, but... Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, there were there were not because of any bad qualities. I just don't like political dramas at all. Well, see, I'm a sucker for politics. I hate it, but it's like a car accident that you can't yes. stop watching. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It kills it, me. Yeah, my husband's the exact same way. I, I mean, he he'll want to sit and talk about it. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> puts my wife to sleep. Yep. <laughs> So what about you? What are you watching? Uh, well, believe it or not, I am uh, way behind on leverage. So I'm back on season three is where we left off. So I only saw the first two seasons. I had no idea there there were like three more seasons out there. Yeah. So I'm catching up with leverage. And Regina had recommended Star Trek Enterprise. And I'm going through it right now. And it's it's pretty amusing. It's hilarious. Yeah, I started watching that, uh, you know, because I like uh, the actors that are in it. Uh, yes. I just, I did not connect to it. That's one of those shows that, kind of like you, I need to kind of go back and give it another shot. I mean, you hadn't seen it at all, but I had watched like the first two episodes when they came out originally. Oh, okay. And uh, I just, it wasn't the same, you know? So, yeah. and I'm not a huge, huge Trekkie. I love Star Trek, but I'm not a huge Trekkie. So, you know, it didn't hold my attention the way that I guess it would for most most Trekkies. It's it's interesting. It's to me, I, I guess if I had to sum it up in one word, I would say it's pretty cheesy. Um it, it it's pretty hilarious some of the uh the the way that they're writing some things, but the one thing that I find very well done that that keeps me going is that Enterprise is sort of a prequel. It's before it's the very first Enterprise ship that goes out. And so pretty much everything that we are in the know about Star Trek before this is before the, all of that happens. And so some of this stuff, the prime directive doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Watching them explore. And I mean, you'll be sitting there, you're going, but that violates the prime directive. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'll go, Oh, they don't have the prime directive. And they talk about that. They, they talk about, well, maybe one day, There'll be a directive that we have to follow. But until then, this is what we're doing. And you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> and so that's, well, that's kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, I was really excited about that show because I'm a big fan of uh, Star Trek First Contact, the Next Generation movie. And, you know, that one kind of goes back and talks about, mm-hmm. you know, the first uh, warp drive, you know, into space uh, type situation. And, you know, I imagine the series kind of is the closest thing after that event happened. So yeah, uh, if I do go back and watch it, you know, that's kind of what I'll be looking for is just the, you know, the story elements that uh, are. Pretty yes. Cool. That's what's, that's what is, I think is, is getting me through the, the series and Scott Bakula. Yeah. Scott Bakula is awesome. I, you yeah. know, quantum leap was one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. I'm so glad to see him, him coming back and 
and doing some stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was in Behind the Candle Opera, I think is what it was called. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That movie was amazing. I mean, it was extremely sad and, you know, depressing, you know, at, at certain stages. But wow, what a good production. I, I thought Bacula was great. Yeah, no, he did a great job. In that His scenes were just amazing. I, I, I just really enjoyed watching him. But anyway, so what are you reading? Do you, do you read very much? Uh, I don't get a chance to read books all that often. I can't sit still that long. And, you know, if I read a book in bed, I will fall asleep. I think yes. the last series I tore through was the Harry Potter books, and I don't know why. Those had a special connection when, when reading. But I mainly stick to audiobooks. And oh, yeah. I, think, I consider that reading. Yeah. Well, so then, yes, I'm a reader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still on the uh, audiobooks for Game of Thrones. I'm on the, the very end of book three right now. Okay. Um, so I'm into the part of where they're going to go into the third season or the fourth season uh pretty soon here in april and the books are read by a guy by the name of roy detrice and mm -hmm. he just does an amazing job and audiobooks are crap without a good reader and this guy does a great great job holding your attention yeah so what do you think of uh the third book compared to you know what you remember your experience was when you started the first book well i mean as anybody that's a game of thrones fan knows that nobody is safe so it's just interesting <laughs> to you know go through these books and the great thing about the book is you do get uh, so much more of the backstory which is helpful and harmful at the same time because it is a lot to keep track of and you know just to hear some of the inner monologue of the characters and how they you know think and feel which you can't get on a tv show and you can't get on a movie Yes. You know, it really, you connect to these characters a lot more, especially the villains. I mean, people that you just absolutely loathe on the show, you know, like Jamie Lannister, you know, in the books, mm -hmm. you just, you really start to feel for that guy in the third book. It's just like, wow, yeah. yes, he's, you know, good looking and has all this money, you know, but he's miserable at the same time. And you just don't yeah. get that so much in the TV show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I, I like hearing that, that character depth is there. Uh, what about you? What are you reading? Well, I'd started the Discworld series, um, The Color of Magic, which has gotten rave reviews, and I'm, I'm sure that it is justified. But I think from what Regina and I discovered in one of our later episodes, um, one of the latest episodes, is I am not a fantasy person. I'm right. a sci-fi person. And it is is very much fantasy, and I just couldn't get through it. I just couldn't. What is it about the fantasy book? I think that it is the the depth in which that they go into in creating an entirely new culture and world and language. Uh, I just don't have time to keep up with all of it. The um, and I'm I you know I'm bad enough with the English language as it is, <laughs> much less if you're wanting to teach me, you know, uh, Ferengi or something. You know, just just speak That's English and. And describe it to me. But I, I think that may be part of it. I can't keep up with all the characters and the new worlds and try to sort out where are you and um, get a picture of this this landscape. Now, that may sound weird because, I mean, that's what sci-fi people are doing when they go to Mars. So I don't know. Well, wouldn't uh, sci-fi be, you know, space fantasy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I just I had trouble with it. So I, was, I, I ditched that, and I picked up um, Gone Girl by um, Gillian Flynn. And forgive me if that's Gillian Flynn, but I think it's Gillian Flynn. Um, <laughs> again, English language. But it is a, it, it's a novel, and it's a mystery, I believe, about, I've only, I've only gotten start, just started, but I believe it's a mystery about how uh, a man's wife disappears. And it's told through a series of journal entries um, spaced at different chronological times. Right now, they're telling the story, um, his chronological, uh, his entries are current day, and her entries are about... Uh, nine years ago. So she's starting the story way back in the past, and he's telling a story in present. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I love mysteries. I'm I, I'm I'm a little flummoxed right now because the the wife is turning out to look like just a really terrible person. I'm like, come on, I I, <laughs> I want some more depth here, and I think they're getting to it. Now, do you like uh, being a mystery fan? Do you read any of the Sherlock Holmes books? No, I've never read any. Oh, man. 
He's I like know. the he's like the mystery sleuth. I know, but I took maybe I can qualify it. I um I, I like true crime. Oh okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So and also I had a, a very very poor classical literature upbringing. So fair enough. I just I didn't read very much. So I've got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> I, I, I lots of catching up. So what have you been playing? Oh, games, games, games. Uh, I I've kind of been on a, uh, you know, I took a, a break for a long time. And by long time, I mean like two weeks. In, in gaming, in gaming <laughs> in land, game. that's a long time. Uh, but I'm kind of on a kick of, you know, I play a mobile game in my spare time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I've been playing Clash of Clans, uh, which... Uh, oh, yeah. I actually downloaded because of an ad on TV. I was like, well, now, that's a cool-looking commercial. I will no try that kidding. game. Yeah. Uh, so I played it. It's a free-to-play with, you know, obviously some in-app purchases that you can spend your all your money on if you want to. But, you know, it's a real casual. I just check in with it every once in a while, and, you know, some nights I'll spend a little bit more time with it. But uh, it it's, you know, very much in the same vein as Simpsons Tap Out and... Uh, what was the other one? There was, uh, oh, like Smurfs Village. That was one that I had tried mm. just because, you know, I like the characters of that type of thing. But this one's very nice. It's, a you know, kind of a kingdom type thing where it's multiplayer where people can come in at any point in time when your shield's down and destroy your city. And you can do vice versa to them. So it's kind of a, it's more of a dangerous game. So it brings a little bit more thrill into it. Yeah. Um, and Skyrim, I just started playing that yesterday, as I mentioned in the interview. Uh, you know, just giving it another try. Haven't fully spent about uh, five hours with it since I came back, so I can't really say if, what the verdict is at this point in time. But I do have a game, Rhonda, that you need to try. Oh, it what? is a Please Steam game. Uh, it's called Banished. It is okay. uh, created by one guy. Uh, he did the entire game by himself, and he actually wow. re- released it a little bit early because people kept pressuring him. It's a town <laughs> resource uh, game. So you build your your town, and there isn't any currency. It's all based on uh, how you live off the land. So, you know, do your people have enough food? Can they stay warm in the wintertime? And you basically just go through seasons and years trying to keep this town alive and continue to grow. And there's this great you know, struggle of, you know, do I need more people? Do I need to farm more? You know, do I need to build this to build that? And, you know, for a spreadsheet person, I think you just fall. Yeah. Uh, my mind's going crazy. This, this game could end me. I mean, <laughs> Civ, Civ 5 was what, it, pretty close, but uh, that well, just sounds right up my alley. Yeah. The difference with this one is it doesn't stop. Civ 5 is, you know, turn-based and this one is kind of, you know, it's real time. You can pause the game, obviously, and make decisions, but, uh, you know, you can also fast forward and run it at, like, 10 speed, where it's just, like, going crazy. Oh, interesting. But it's got a great dynamic to it, and uh, it's just a fun game to play. How long have you been playing it? Oh, geez, I think I bought it last week and probably played it for maybe 14 hours so far. Okay. Maybe more. Uh, There was a couple times where, you know, I was creeping up on 1 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah, that's I can, I can see that in my future. Yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? Well, all of these games sound very, very interesting because I just got an Xbox from my friend. I got his 360 because, of course, he got the new Xbox. But he sent me his games. So now I have Skyrim, oh. and I'm looking forward to playing that at some point. But right now I'm playing Portal 2. Oh, okay. Never played Portal. It is not a game I thought that I would ever like. It's a puzzler. And I can't quit playing it. It is just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, my daughter uh, just got that one for, I think it was either Xbox or PlayStation. I can't remember. And she's been playing through. I played through Portal 1. I didn't uh, try Portal 2. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool game trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think um, I'm enjoying it enough. It rem- it. it it's going to be like Mass Effect. I'm going to go back and play the first one because I'm just not going to be able to get enough of it. So that's probably what I'll end up doing. But yeah, I, I finally, everybody can know, finally, I've played Portal. I get it now. <laughs> I finally get it. I get all the jokes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that is a very so. quoted game for being such a you know a small yes. game. Uh, it's very quoted. Yeah, and the, I mean, Portal has come up since we started the show, and I'm just like, man, this game, I've got to play this game. And so now, finally, I'm, I'm getting it. We, Wheatley just went evil 
on me. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. And I'm down in the, the pits trying to claw my way back up. But nice. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good wrap. I, I'm, I'm glad to, to have you um, jumping in on it and get, giving us some new ideas. I couldn't possibly have a longer list of new games I need to play. So <laughs> Isn't that terrible? It's, they're so easy to get these days, and everybody's like, oh, try this, try this. I know. I've got so many on my shelf. I forget. My uh, husband was saying something the other day. I got a, a gift card from a friend, and, and I said, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. He goes, Duh, you just got an Xbox. And I'm like, do you know how many games I have on the shelf I haven't played yet? <laughs> I was like, I, I can't buy more games. They'll, they won't get played this year. Think of it this way, Rhonda. Uh, yeah. Pretty soon, like, you know, whenever we get catch up and buy the newer versions of the gaming systems, you won't be buying physical copies of games anymore. It'll yeah. all be about hard drive space, no longer about shelf space. Exactly. I kind of like that. Yeah. And I kind of don't. Until you have to replace a hard drive. That's right. Because I had one crash, lost everything. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's how we've been geeking out this week. Be sure and let us know what you've been watching, reading, and playing, because we love your suggestions. You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all our social media contacts on our website, GameOnGirl.com. I'm your co-host, Ryan Broom. And I'm your host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RoRoom. That's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M. Thanks so much to Nicole for joining us today and talking about her gaming history and art and comic books. All the things we love here at Game On Girl. Mm-hmm. Regina will be back soon on the show, but oh, Ryan, I thank you so much for being here and making this easy. It is my pleasure. There's nothing yeah. like hanging out with you guys. Ryan is uh, our editor as well, and so he's doing double duty this week, and uh, we we love Ryan. All of our Game On Girl listeners saying, we love Ryan. <laughs> I love you guys, too. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our website at GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by... Me, Ryan Broom. Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And the theme song, Good Day, by Triple Fox, is used under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks for listening. Until next time, game on! Game on!